Welcome to Offstage with Jordan Baylor, where you'll discover the stories behind the movers and shakers in the entertainment and business world. Now here's your host, Jordan Baylor. Hi, welcome to another episode of Offstage with Jordan Baylor. And today is going to be a different episode because uh, we're not doing an interview today. We're going to talk about police brutality. And people are, oh, I'm so sick of hearing about it. But guess what? It's been a problem that 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 rooted itself to the surface for the past forever for Black Americans. You know, if you if you're tired of hearing about it after one month, imagine how tired people are of, of living through this experience of being scared of the police, just you know, in friendly interactions, and, and people. And people say, uh, but, but white people are killed by the police. And to that, I say that bothers me as well, because police shouldn't be killing as many individuals as they are. And it's getting out of control. It is out of control. And we need to get back to a place where the police work for the people. And it's not us versus police. It's not us versus police. It never was. Quit telling me blue lives matter. Quit telling me all lives matter. Because at the end of the day, you know exactly what it means. You know what it means when you yell that. You know exactly what it means. You're telling people to shut up and quit quit making their opinions heard. That's what you're telling them. But guess what, man? People have so much time on their hands that they're no longer distracted by, you know, real world problems such as rent because well, it's like 60% of Americans don't have jobs right now. So people are full-time protesters. And it's because people have had some terrible experiences with the police, myself included. It doesn't matter how nice and well-spoken you are as a black man, your skin color is weaponized when you interact with the police. It just happens. I've seen it. I've lived through it personally. I don't like to talk about my police brutality experience because I try not to think about it. But guess what? It's real and it's not going anywhere. I was in New York. The year was 2013. I was there. I was doing coverage for the Tribeca Film Festival. I was headed to, I was coming from New Jersey because my friend um, stayed in New Jersey and he let me <laughs> he let me sleep on his couch for free. So I used to have to train into uh, New York before the day got started and, and, and uh, get all my things done in the city. I didn't know New York very well, but, you know, I figured if I made everything about an hour ahead, I'd get there on time. This was when Stop and Frisk was enacted. So I'm I'm headed to Tribeca. I'm on the train. And I just wanted to know if I was on the right stop or if I was exiting the right stop. So I step off um, the, the, the station I thought I was supposed to get off on. I, I think it was the correct station. I don't quite remember. The day is such a blur to me. And I walk over to a police officer to ask him, a question. And I I was so nervous that day because uh, I, I was scheduled to interview Ben Stiller. I was going to get a question to ask him. I, I was going to get a spot to ask him a question. He had a panel for his anniversary of Meet the Parents. It was Jay Roach and Ben Stiller. It was a panel and they were doing like a anniversary type thing. I'm not sure if it was 10 or 15 years. It doesn't matter. It was an anniversary for Meet the Parents. And as I walk over to the police officer, I just asked him which way was the location. You know, it was a university I was supposed to head to. 
And the officer didn't hear me. So I spoke up. I said the same thing again. And then he turned around and he just grabbed me. And he said, you look like, stop right there. That's what he said. Stop right there. And I was like, stop what? I'm not even moving. And he just started to rifle through my things. And then another police officer came over with like a, a assault rifle just to basically intimidate me while they went through all my stuff. And they were asking me where I came from. They asked me where I was going. They dumped all my notes on the ground. The cop accidentally stepped on my recording equipment. And then they patted me down and, and then everybody's just walking past me and I'm looking like a criminal. I didn't even do anything but ask for directions. And this is this is prime New York stop and frisk. Mind you, I have friends during that era. They stayed in apartments and they would literally tell me about how they wouldn't even carry anything in their pockets because they knew if they went to the store up the street that they were going to get stopped four times, two times going and two times coming back. They were starting to know the cops on a first name basis. That's how many times they were getting stopped and frisked in New York. And people go, oh, you know, well, we stop, stop and frisk. But you know how demeaning that is? Do you know how degrading that is to, to, to be patted down and have your stuff dumped on the ground while people step over you like you're some kind of criminal and all you asked for was directions or you're just going to the store to get a cup of milk? And it's infuriating that people don't even want to hear your experience. They just tell you just to suck it up or you shouldn't have been good or, 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 or this, that, and the third. But guess what, man? I can't take my black skin off and I can't control how it makes you feel. I can't do that. I can only control my actions. That's all I've ever been taught in my life. Be above the fray. Have a reputation so that if someone does say something crazy about you, people wouldn't believe it because they'd be like, nah, not Jordan. Nah, Jordan wouldn't do that. And that's what I've done. That's how I live my life. But it still doesn't work. It still doesn't work because all I, I all I have to do is just come across a crazy a, a, a crazy cop that wants to escalate a situation unnecessarily, and it could be the end. I've been pulled over before. I've been so scared that I almost peed my pants. That's not normal, man. That's not normal. I wasn't even doing anything. Sometimes, maybe I I, I one time I got pulled over. I I was a rental car. I didn't have a blinker on. I didn't even know how to turn the blinkers on. It was a new car. But I'm just saying it shouldn't be normal. We should we have to come together as a nation and realize that guess what? Black people are policed differently because no one would want to get policed the way black people are policed. I've heard police say, at least you're not a black guy, in a joking manner. And I've heard other people say that too, because they know. Everybody knows it's, the, it's like an open secret. You know that you were treated differently by the police when you're a black person. You just know it. I, my, my uncle, he's a great human being. He told me about the time he was walking to work, six o'clock in the morning. Police drew down on him, held him in the back of a cop car, and accused him of robbing a bank. He had no clue what was happening. The police that were actually working the case came and saw him in the back of the cop car for which he had been sitting there for two hours. They finally came and saw him, uh, took the handcuffs off of him and let him go. But do you know how terrifying that two hours must have been for a man who was just trying to go to work to get handcuffed, put in the back of a cop car for two hours and be accused of a crime? And that's bouncing through your head. And you know you're a black guy. So you're like, 
oh, they're not going to believe me. Oh, no, they're going to bring the hammer down on my black ass. That's what you're thinking. Because you know that this system goes hard on you. You know it goes hard on you and everybody can see it. And yet everybody still wants to tell you that your point has no validity, that your point has no measure. I'm a proponent of being the light you want to see on the planet. And it seems in America in the past month, the light we've seen has just been pure chaos. But it's a light that I feel is necessary. It is a light that this nation can no longer turn its back on. No longer can it ignore and act as if we're not dealing with the systemic, cultural, and engineered hatred from slavery, redlining, segregation. It is in everything if you pick up a book and just do a little bit of history. I would like to take a moment to read this short poem from the German theologian and a pastor, Martin Nimoller. First, they came for the socialists, and I did not speak out because I was not a socialist. Then they came for the trade unionist, and I did not speak out because I was not a trade unionist. Then they came for the Jews, and I did not speak out because I was not a Jew. Then they came for me, and there was no one left to speak for me. Be the change you want to see, is my point. And if you see something, call something out. It's time we we become a better nation and get past this ugly history that this country has. And the only way we can get past it is by facing it head on, discussing it, hashing it out, and rectifying the issue. You don't fix a problem by ignoring it. You fix a problem by tackling it and you work through it. Problems don't fix themselves. In fact, they get worse. That's what I've noticed any other problem I've ever had in my life. They never got better when when uh, I just took my attention off of it. They, in fact, got worse. And right now, the state of this nation, the lynchings, the unarmed killings, the death tapes. I remember one time there was a whole week, I think it was like four videos came out, unarmed black people being murdered by the police. And um, I was sitting in the living room with my mom and my dad. And then he goes, he goes, uh, did you guys see that tape? And I said, which one? And he said, the one where the guy was killed in the car. And I go, that's not the same one as the guy that was running, was it? And he goes, no, 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 no. That's a different guy because that had happened Monday. And then this tape came out Tuesday. And then I think another tape had come out Wednesday. It was just a, it was just a marathon of these murder tapes. And they're made to loop to desensitize you. The more you see of it, the more that you can kind of write it off. But at the end of the day, that's somebody being executioned. That's an execution tape. That's not normal, bro. That's not normal, fam. I'm not trying to live in no nation where that's normal. We're not going back to 1950s, 1940s. We're not doing that again. So let's be the change that we want to see. That's all I got for you today. Thank you for listening to Offstage with Jordan Baylor. Now go forth and create.